0: Your whole life can change in an instant. About 50 million adults in the United States have chronic pain, and because of a car accident, Robbie is one of them. In their marriage vows, Robbie and Sammy promise to stand by one another and provide strength when needed. And lately, they've been facing some of their biggest challenges. Join them as they share the ups and downs of living with chronic pain. It's Sammy. Uh, Just wanted to let you know that we have a little bit of a different episode that we're releasing this week. So Robbie's actually out of town currently working, so we weren't able to get together and record. So I figured to continue on this pharmacy train that we've been on the last couple episodes, I'm going to re-release a classic episode, or what I'm calling classic episode, from when I was doing my and Pills to Pay the Bills podcast, which has since been discontinued. So this episode actually talks about what a pharmacist does, which is some of what we were kind of talking about in the last episode when we interviewed Anna East about um, her documentary. So I figured why not go ahead and release this one under the chronic pain umbrella to give you guys a little bit more context. Hopefully you'll find it interesting and Next time we're back, hopefully we will be doing our second part of our mental health episode, but you know, things happen. So we will let you know, Um, but thanks for sticking with us and we'll see you next time. Welcome to Sling and Pills to Pay the Bills, the podcast that explains what the heck is going on behind the pharmacy counter. Hosted by me, your favorite pharmacist, Samantha, and produced by the Limitless Broadcasting Company. Grab your favorite medicine bottle and let's get shaken. Hey guys, long time no see, or chat, I guess, because this is audio. Uh, Sorry about the big delay between my first episode and my second for the slinging Pills, but I don't know if you know this, but this thing called the COVID-19 pandemic happened, (laughs) and it just kind of went by the wayside. A lot of things were changing in pharmacy and in our personal lives very quickly. There was a lot going on, so I apologize, but we're back. This one is going to be more about the actual pharmacy process. So, you know, you go to the pharmacy and you see people running around typing in computers, grabbing bottles and whatnot, and you don't really know what the heck is going on. So I'm going to kind of do a breakdown of that, but I'm glad we're redoing this and I've waited to release anything because at least in my pharmacy, things have changed drastically from where we were even just a year ago. There is so much more on our plates now at retail pharmacy, so much more going on, and I know all of our regular patients are aware of that, but if you don't go to the pharmacy very often, you might kind of be wondering what the heck is going on. So I'm going to throw in some other things that have been happening in the last year thanks to the COVID-19 pandemic. But first of all, I just want to remind you, you got to go to limitlessbroadcasting.com, check out our website, it has the information for all the other podcasts that I talk about, and it has a link for a shop that has some merchandise and information about our Patreon account where any of your donations are greatly appreciated to help keep us going with all of these podcasts. So like I said you go to the pharmacy and you see all these people running around and you've got to be wondering kind of like what's going on and why is it when I'm dropping off my prescription I can't just wait five minutes and have it ready because there's so many of you and only one of me and it's just a cream. It's just one, a couple tablets. I don't understand what the big deal is. So the problem is every pharmacy has a workflow and you don't see it. You just see little bits and pieces of it when you come. But there's a lot going on back in the pharmacy that you're probably not aware of. And that's fine. That's not your fault. When you go to the pharmacy, if you're picking up a prescription, you might be kind of in and out unless there's some sort of issue. But if you're dropping off a prescription, it's a little more involved because you actually have to come back to the pharmacy counter. But just because you bring in a paper and you don't see anyone standing around doesn't mean we don't have a lot of work to do. So, You might physically bring in a paper prescription, but prescriptions are also e-prescribed to us. They're faxed over, they're phoned in, they're left on the voicemail, and not only do people drop off prescriptions inside, but if you're at a pharmacy with a drive-thru, they're also bringing prescriptions from the drive-thru, so there's a lot of different places that basically prescriptions come flying at us from, so it's a little overwhelming sometimes. We get a lot, a lot of e-prescriptions nowadays, especially once COVID kind of hit and really stuck. We start getting a lot, lot more of those, but that makes it harder for us because all of this stuff loads in and then the system assigns it a promise time. And now we're trying to scramble to get those done before you just show up saying, oh, I went to the doctor two hours ago. Why is it not ready? Well, it's because you're Not seeing that we have hundreds, literally hundreds of prescriptions that have just dropped into our queue that have to be processed. So the other thing to keep in mind now at the pharmacy is that at least where I'm working, we're currently doing the COVID vaccine. We just started doing it very, very recently. So we not only now have patients coming in to drop off prescriptions, but we have patients who are coming in and they're getting their COVID-19 vaccine processed. Now, there are some patients who we have no issues with. They can check in on their phones, confirm they're here, and just go join the line. But we have some people that we need a new insurance card. Something's not matching up with the insurance. There's some sort of issue. So all of those people are also coming to the drop-off area at our pharmacy. So there's more and more people just physically coming and all of those people need to be helped as well. So that's causing a little bit of a delay too, because now we're having to also process vaccines on top of the prescriptions that are coming into us. So that may be one reason why if you go to your nearby pharmacy, you're seeing longer lines or more people around. If they're doing the vaccine, that's kind of causing a little bit of a backup too, and causing us to have more stuff to do, basically more things to process. When you bring a prescription or it's sent over or what have you, we always have to verify everything matches. So that means when you're dropping off a prescription, we're going to verify your name and your date of birth. And some people get kind of annoyed with us, you know, oh the date of birth is on the prescription. But the reason we ask things like that is because we have had several times where patients were just handed prescriptions for somebody else, whether it's from the ER or like a dentist office. I've seen that a lot from dentists. Not necessarily primary care providers, but when we're not getting the e prescriptions and they're handing them to you, there's always the risk that whoever is at the front desk, or usually I feel like it's a front desk person, nurse, medical assistant, who's giving the actual prescriptions at the end, they don't verify, they mishear you, they think you're a different patient, and they hand you a prescription that's not meant for you. So that's why we always kind of double check. You might think we're being crazy, oh, it's on the paper, but the paper might actually be for you. And you'd be surprised or maybe not surprised at how many people don't actually look at the physical paper in their hand to see what the doctor's giving them, that the information is correct. So I would highly recommend that you do that anytime you're given a paper prescription before you walk out. I always double check paper stuff to make sure it has the right information on it. It's the medication I'm expecting, everything. Because, you know, everyone's human, so mistakes happen. So we also will try and update your profile as needed if you're physically at the store, whether it's in drive-thru or in the store. We always want to make sure we have the right allergies on file if you have any medication allergies or even allergies to shellfish, iodine, anything like that that we can keep updated. Dyes are important too, especially for kids. A lot of kids get liquid medications and a lot of those are Well, I wouldn't say a lot anymore. We don't really carry a lot of medications that are dyed. A lot of them are dye-free now. But for a while, we did have, you know, amoxicillin is pink because they add red coloring to it. So that's another thing you want to make sure that we kind of keep updated and we'll double check with you too. And then we always want to make sure we have the right phone number because especially these days when we're backed up, it's easier to tell you, you know, I think it'll be ready at this time, but we can send you a message or a phone call, a text message, whatever you prefer. That's so you're not coming back and staring at us and it's not ready for pickup, but there was an issue, you know, maybe we had to order and we didn't realize, or it ends up not being covered by your insurance. and We don't realize that till later for whatever reason that saves us all from wasting time. So you always want to make sure you have the right information on file. And then we will try and make sure we have the correct address on file for you as well. And that's obviously, so during our lunch breaks, we can come visit you. Just kidding. (laughs) That is just informational. And if you want to have anything delivered to your house, obviously it's important that we have your current address so that it goes to the right place. So when prescriptions are typed up, whether they're, like I said, electronically sent, fax, dropped off, whatever, uh, at Where I work and where actually a lot of pharmacies do this now, the pharmacist on duty actually has to check the prescription as it's typed in. Uh, We used to verify like patient name and information, drug name, all of that nonsense after it was sent to be produced, which is where the technician pulls the drug and counts it and sends it over to us. But that was wasting time because if we found a mistake at that point, that meant the whole thing had to be redone. So it really doesn't make any sense. So we finally had switched over. It's, well, it's been a while now. So the pharmacist will first of all verify that the prescription was typed in correctly. So matching the patient's name, the date of birth, the drug dosage form, the quantity refills, day supply, everything that goes into making a prescription. And then we also do this thing called a drug utilization review, which I'll talk about in a little bit in more detail. After we make sure everything looks good, it's for you, it's the right drug that they wrote for, everything is going to be a-okay on the label, we send it over to our technician or sometimes it's the pharmacist who's also doing the production part, depending on what else is going on in the pharmacy. Basically, production is where the drug label is printed, so that's the big label that goes on the outside of your bag, and then the label that's actually stuck to your bottle with your directions on it. We print those. The drugs are pulled for each patient. We scan every label uh, to make sure that it matches the drug that we pulled, so it's basically like you scan each label, the label for the drug, the label for the patient. Everything needs to match up because the barcodes improve our accuracy, and controlled substances, at least where I have worked are double counted, so that slows things down a little bit sometimes if it's a large quantity. Once the product is counted and labeled, it goes to the pharmacist for final verification, which means we basically make sure, again, it's the right patient, the right drug this time. We physically look at the drug, make sure it matches what we expect to be in the bottle, make sure it looks like it's the correct quantity, and then we bag it and it's ready for you to pick it up. So like I was saying, there are things that delay this entire process. And this is where I'm going to get into some of the COVID-19 changes that I did not have in my original notes. So what slows down the process? The insurance companies are great when they work, but unfortunately they also cause us the biggest headaches. The drug isn't covered, so then we have to try and reach out to the doctor for you or let you know what the cash price is, basically see what you want to do about it. Or maybe the insurance only covers a particular day supply, like one month or three months or some weird quantity, like a lot of migraine meds, you can only get nine tablets every 30 days or sometimes it's every 23 days. It's really annoying and sometimes when it doesn't process through and we get what we call a rejection, which is when it's basically kicked back to us from the insurance company saying they're not covering it. Sometimes we get the fun task of trying to guess what it is they'd like us to do. Is it process it for the brand name? Because a lot of Medicaid plans want you to pay, want to pay for only brand name medications. Is it the day supply? Is it the quantity? They don't always explain it. And it's always great fun. So always look out for your veteran pharmacist, your veteran techs, because we've been here a while and we know what's going on and we have to teach the others. So if you see us, we're probably going to be able to figure it out. No mess, no fuss. We'll just process it through. You won't even know anything happened. But The newbies, give them some time. They're still learning. They may have to ask some questions while you're standing there if they're still trying to process it while you wait. So just be aware it's not always their fault. It's very confusing. The insurance is the worst thing for everybody to have to learn. Trust me. So another thing the insurance can do is say a drug requires what they call a prior authorization. So that means they want to talk to the doctor's office to verify basically what's going on with you. What kind of diagnosis do you have? What other medications did you try? Why did the doctor want to prescribe this in particular? And we get it. The doctor wrote the prescription for you. We know. You you don't have to tell us. A lot of people get confused, but the doctor wrote it, so the insurance should pay for it. Unfortunately, that is not how it works, and that's why I always recommend you review your insurance formularies. They send you stuff, or they have online information. You can literally sit at the doctor's office while you're talking to them and try and see if you can figure out whether a medication would be covered. That's what I have done in many visits with Robbie. I have sat, pulled out my app for our prescription coverage, typed in the drug, and then I said, oh, nope, going to have to try something else. They're not going to pay for that and we're not going to want to pay out of pocket. That's something really important to be aware of because doctors are, you know, they're doing their best. They want to prescribe for whatever they think is most appropriate for you, but that doesn't always mean it's an easy go with the insurance other issues that can come up with the prescriptions maybe we need to clarify something like we can't read it if they're still writing hand prescriptions just had one the other day which i had no idea what the drug name was or the directions, so i had to call it may be also like the dosing is like unusual something that we don't normally see so we just want to verify or it's not really clear to us what's going on and it might just be missing something like the quantity, the directions, the date. you think all of that would be pretty basic, but doctors are overwhelmed and tired sometimes too and miss things, so occasionally we do have to call and verify. Finally, there may be an issue with the drug being out of stock or it's on back order. Usually we get special orders within the next day. If it's a weekend, it might take three days to come in. Narcotics may take a couple extra days too. It just depends, but if a drug is on what we call a order, that means it may be weeks, months, years, never before it's ever going to come in. So those are medications that we usually just reach out to the doctor, try and get it changed, or we may be able to see if maybe some pharmacy nearby has it in stock and we can just transfer the prescription for you. Some drugs are on the market for a long time and they're discontinued. So a good example is Voltaren gel, the brand name. Was, it seemed very quick to me. I'm sure it was not. But it just almost seemed like overnight they said, oh, we're not making it anymore. That's because it was going over the counter. Usually we can figure out things like that. Drug companies love to do tricky things like that. It's just one of those things where we had some insurances that only paid for the brand name. And now the brand name is not available. So we're having to struggle with all of that. It's been a little while since this happened. But that was a big one recently that sticks out in my mind. So... Those are kind of all the things like in the pharmacy that may cause issues. There's other things kind of that's part of the workflow, but not exactly the same as just, you know, like we're typing the prescription, we have an issue or something or the drug we have to order it or, or whatnot. There's also other background things going on that you may not even be aware of. So the first thing is that's actually still kind of part of the workflow is if we have to call and get transfers. So we may transfer prescriptions to another pharmacy or we may have to call another pharmacy to get the prescription for you transferred to us. A lot of times it's pretty easy and quick, but as we've all been very busy and overwhelmed with COVID-19 nonsense, sometimes it's harder to get through because you know, you'll know, you call and the pharmacist is, one day I called Publix and they told me that it'd be a while because the pharmacist was out doing COVID-19 vaccines, so I had to call back. Those are little things that just kind of start to back it up. So, we may have to give longer times for doing transfers simply because we don't know what's going on at the other pharmacy. We don't know how busy they are, what other tasks they're having to do. And it may make it a little bit harder. If I have to call like a mail order pharmacy to get a transfer, usually those take forever because you have to be transferred a bunch of times. You usually don't get a pharmacist right away. You get a technician who takes your info and then puts you on hold forever. And then eventually you get a pharmacist. It's always a hassle. Those are some of my least favorite ones to do. But if I'm calling the you know, competitor down the street where I kind of know the pharmacist, usually it's pretty easy. We all just kind of work together. We quickly get things transferred. It's not usually a big deal. I did have one recently that I had to call and verbally transfer about 10 prescriptions because the pharmacy said their fax machine wasn't working. So that takes a long time because I have to go over the entire prescription I have to read out to this pharmacist, including the date, the doctor, the quantity, did we fill it before, was it on file, last date it was filled, if we did fill it, it's a lot of stuff. So that's something that if you see the pharmacist on the phone for a while, that may be what's going on there too. Some of the new stuff that is causing us to have longer wait times and causing a backup in the pharmacy that you may kind of be aware of or not aware of is we do, at my location, we do COVID-19 testing in our drive through. So I have one technician assigned to do that basically the whole day. So that person, whoever it is, will try and help out at other stations if they don't have any tests going on. But there are some days where we're packed full and that's like thirty five tests I think for the day and they're every ten minutes except during break time. So we're looking at back to back cars in the drive thru that we need to get in and out because those people would like to be seen and taken care of as well. And that can cause a lot of delays, especially people in the drive thru don't realize what's going on. They don't understand why they've been, you know, waiting in line or that the girl or the gentleman at the window is not helping them because they're only helping the cars in the first lane and they had to wait longer. Well, that's because the person inside the store is trying to get to you, but the person at the window is stuck trying to get all those people in and out with the test. The second thing is the COVID vaccines that we started doing that I mentioned earlier. We have a lot more people in the store and we have an assigned team that helps give the vaccines, which is awesome. It really helps out a lot. They can help us now if we have to give a vaccine that's outside of the COVID shot. So if I have someone who comes up and wants like a Tdap shot or a shingle shot, something like that, they can help me out. Otherwise, that's still on me to do if they're very backed up or they're very busy for me to kind of take the patient aside and do that in between the regular workflow, just like I did before. Now, the biggest thing that's different is that the vaccine for us, the the nurses or pharmacists or technicians, whoever is doing the shots, don't really step into the pharmacy for anything. So the vaccine is kept in the pharmacy and we carry the Pfizer, which has to be diluted and mixed. That's on the pharmacist who's working the regular workflow. So I have to step out of the workflow when they're running low on vaccine and I have to mix it. And it is a little bit of a process. It doesn't take forever now that, especially once you start to get in the flow, like The first couple of days, it was very overwhelming because you're not used to it. But once you kind of get the flow of how to do the vaccine, it's a little, little bit easier. But it does take time. And that's time where I'm not answering phones. I can't help it drive through. I can't help it pick up. I can't help it drop off. I can't take transfers. I can't really do much because I'm literally focused on getting the vaccine ready for the people coming in that have their appointments for the day. That is a little bit... Uh, overwhelming at times, I'll just be honest with you, because it's a lot of stuff we already do during the day, as I'm explaining, you know, typing prescriptions, processing prescriptions, checking prescriptions, making sure they're correct, doing transfers, between answering the phone, helping drive through, helping pick up, helping drop off, and whatnot. This is just another thing that's kind of caused us to have to give sometimes a little bit longer wait times, only because we know there are going to be times where the pharmacist is completely pulled out of the workflow to help out with the vaccines and don't get me wrong obviously the vaccines are very very important and that's why it's you know we get it that this is just part of the workflow and to keep everything moving and to make sure that the vaccinators or the immunizers have whatever they need but it is time consuming. So just keep that in mind too if we you're going to a location that's advertising doing testing and doing the vaccine that you may be in for a little bit longer delay and we've had most people who kind of understand but we have had a couple of people who have been a little upset and did not understand why, you know, it wasn't going to be 10 minutes for the prescription because I'm in the back and I just started pulling out, you know, six vials of the Pfizer vaccine to mix for the next next round. Of doses that needed to go out. We we don't like to cause delays. We don't like to take longer than we have to, but we also don't want to give you unrealistic expectations. That's what I want to say. I want to go back to one of the other duties of the pharmacist when checking prescriptions, and that was something I mentioned called the drug utilization review. That's also known as a DUR. So this is when we check for drug interactions to see if you have allergies on file and maybe like dosing concerns before we dispense it. Sometimes this means we have to call the doctor before we want to dispense anything to you. This is especially true if you have some sort of drug allergy or like a major interaction with the medication they prescribed. Sometimes we don't need to do all that. We can just kind of counsel you. Like maybe you need to separate medications by a couple of hours. Maybe there's a max daily limit that we just want to make sure you don't go over because a lot of as needed medications, doctors are not always specific about the max per day. So we come in and we'll tell you, okay, a max of four a day, a max of three a day, whatever. Sometimes we take a little bit longer to get these resolved especially if we need to get the medication changed or we need to verify dosing because again doctor's offices are busy as well so they can always get back to us right away. Sometimes that's why we might tell you oh we're just waiting on a response because we just need to clear up a question that we had. So the gist of this why does it take so long to fill your prescription sometimes? Well like I said there's a lot going on. You might walk up and you might see some patients in line for the vaccine or whatever, but you don't see anyone at pickup. You don't see anybody dropping off prescriptions. And then maybe at that moment, the phone isn't ringing. But what you don't see is I have 15 prescriptions that just popped in electronically that all need to be typed up, processed, checked, counted, rechecked, and whatnot. That you can't you can't see. And that's fine. But just remember, we are bombarded from so many different angles that's what we're trying to keep a handle on. And that's why we're always trying to be realistic with how we can help you, how quickly we can help you. And all we can do is apologize when maybe things don't go as planned, which happens a lot. <laughs> things happen, like I said, like you get 10 transfers and now the pharmacist is stuck on the phone for 15 minutes trying to get all of that handled. Or they run out of COVID vaccine and the pharmacist is in the back for 10 minutes making sure that the vaccine is mixed correctly and getting it out for the next batch. I mean, it's just things like that that come up or someone's in line for their COVID test and then there's some sort of issue with it. A lot of the times the technicians turn to the pharmacist on duty to help them, if not a senior tech or one of the other technicians. And that just means there's an extra person out of the workflow momentarily. So just kind of keep that in mind. No matter how many people you see behind the counter, it never feels like enough (laughs) because there's always a lot going on. And we have to manage and prioritize all of the incoming prescriptions while, like I said, juggling the phone calls, juggling COVID testing, juggling COVID vaccines, dealing with other patients who are picking up or dropping off, doctor calls, insurance issues that we need to figure out. All of this is going on at the same time. So that's also why sometimes your pharmacy staff, especially in the end of the day, might look a little tired. We are, trust me. <laughs> but I promise you, at the end of the day, All we want to do is fill your medications, handle the COVID vaccine and testing correctly, do everything to protocol. And I know that's not always the answer people want to hear, but we are trying our best and we don't want to hurt anybody, make any mistakes. We want to make sure we're doing things correctly, which does not always mean quickly. So I hope this kind of clears up a little bit sometimes of what's going on back in the pharmacy. I tried to hopefully bring it down enough that you can understand and not use a bunch of pharmacy lingo because that's not the goal. I want to make sure this is easy to follow and understand. If you have like any other questions or concerns, hit me up on Instagram. Go to Limitless Broadcasting on Instagram and you can hit me up there. You can find my personal account too at the samlam It's at T-H-E-S-A-M period A period L-A-M. If you want to message me on there too with any questions or concerns, but the, the whole goal of this show is to try and get rid of some of the confusion and, I don't know, mysticism, I feel like is the wrong word, but it's the word that came to mind <laughs> about what it is that we're doing behind the counter and what exactly is going on. So I hope this is a good introduction to kind of what we're being hit with and what all we're trying to process in a day-to-day basis. So I hope you really enjoyed this. Make sure you go to limitlessbroadcasting.com and check out all the rest of our shows. And I look forward to seeing you next time. thanks for listening to the painful truth of living with chronic pain with robbie and sammy make sure you like follow and subscribe to the limitless podcast network's own channel instagram and all things social media and we'll see you all real soon